0: a show what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of off the match podcast i almost said so you like horror because i'm so used to doing the other podcasts as well i got too many podcasts going on i just can't think straight but that's all right. We're here and we are ready. So this week on the podcast, I want to welcome a new guest on here, uh, a teammate of mine, actually, over at Crazy88 to the podcast today. I'm gonna welcome Mr. Jonathan Wright. How you doing, John? What's up, man? I'm doing fine, man. Um, I'm
1: I'm I'm feeling feeling good.
0: Feeling good. Good. So with you doing jujitsu, uh you know, whenever I see you come in, you know, you got the white belt on, but it's like I noticed some stripes on there. Then even once I started, you know, grappling with you, I was like, this isn't your ordinary white belt. With you training, uh, what's your background? Yes. Um.
1: Well, my background actually started with karate and kickboxing under Grandmaster Eddie Butcher and um, his five-time world champion, world kickboxing champion. And um, yeah, I mean, he's he's known all in, all in Baltimore, and you know, like here in the in the city is like it's a low income income type area. So getting a getting a chance to be able to learn learn martial arts is like real real expensive. But we had different different programs in the city that he he sprung up that allowed us to be able to to learn martial arts, but. Um, I started that around around the age of seven. And then, of course, my father, he plays football. So my introduction to grappling came from my father because, you know, my father was two two times state champion with wrestling. Wrestling was used for, for his football acumen and football is really his game. You know, that's that's really his first love. I kind of like I'm kind of the opposite with that. When it comes to martial arts and football, martial arts is my go-to. And I've always been enamored with martial arts. So um, wrestling was my first introduction to, to the grappling arts. And, of course, it was the cheapest because you got clubs and you also got scholastic, scholastic activities where you could just get on a team and, and and wrestle. You know, like you, you drilling, you training, you're learning how to grind and, and it's really really aggressive but when the UFC came out in 1993 it's only a couple of people that in the martial arts world we we were drawn to it anybody that wasn't in martial arts didn't know what the UFC was but fortunately for me when I was already coming up people already had it you know had it on their television had the VHS tapes And I seen this one small dude, um, Hoyce Gracie, uh, which I wound up meeting him in person years and years later when I went into the military. So um, um, as far as (laughs) jujitsu, I got my introduction, my formal introduction when I got into the military. One of my friends, (laughs) he choked me out. And I would say, like, I wasn't, wasn't prepared to be choked out by him because I was using my wrestling. And he called me in a guillotine. I was 17 years old. <laughs> and um, from there, I was like, hmm, how how you do that? And he was like, yeah, it's Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. And he was a brown belt in, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu before he came into the military. Me and him were both privates. So I actually got my introduction uh, about twenty one years ago um in jiu-jitsu. So I was learning stuff here and there, but it really wasn't a solid base. <laughs> so that's what led
0: led me led me here to Crazy88, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think with you know that, that early introduction, especially, you know, in we, we all see it now, you know, at the gym, you know, you'll get you'll get the kid that comes in. I guess not so much. Now, I think a lot more people are kind of more aware of it, but, you know, more so recently. But, you know, know, a few years back, you'll get somebody come in, you know, they got some grappling experience and that grappling experience always comes in handy. It definitely goes with control. But then, you know, where you get kind of the disconnect is when it comes to submissions, more so chokes, because, you know, if you're not expecting it, you're not sure what you're looking for. You know, guillotine's always there. You know, and I think we all know, don't give up your back because rear neck, gets there. Uh, if you got on a gi, there's all types of collar chokes that come into play. So, but you know, you catching that early on, you know, it's definitely, you know, seemed like it was instrumental moving forward for you. So, you know, landing at 88, you know, what was kind of you know, what was did you go to any other gyms uh prior to that, uh prior to you know coming eighty eight or you know, have you kind of been, you know, kinda of on and off touch and go uh with our uh location itself? Oh well, believe it or not, um
1: how I was led to Crazy Eighty Eight was through a friend, a friend of mine who who actually used to train there? Heavy, uh, Peter Pettis. He's he's out of state now, and we also um, we also coach wrestling at the same same organization. Beat the Streets. The director, um, band, Mister uh, Henry L- Liddell. He has the the whole Beat the Streets program, wrestling program for the uh, for the city of Baltimore. And me and me and Peter Pettis were also opposing coaches. But through him, he led me uh, with some information that let me know that Crazy 88 was under the umbrella of Team Lloyd Irving, And that's where I was, that's where I was actually um, led to first go train. But, you know, I didn't want to be the person that commits to going somewhere and can't make the commitment to actually be there. So I told, I told um, I message, Master Lloyd Irvin, I said, I don't think I'm going to be able to make that schedule, being able to drive to and from Camp Springs. Is there a place that's closer to me that's under your umbrella? And he said, Crazy 88, and that's when it popped in my mind. Peter Petter said that Crazy 88 was under him anyway, so it's like, all of my friends, they actually train in some in, in some form, and of course, a couple of them they fight they fight under Team Lloyd Urban, so it just it, it just was an easy an easy decision to actually start at Crazy Eighty Eight. You know, most of my friends are under the same umbrella, so I stay in the family. Um, Brent Douglas, um, Shelton Graves, they all train down at at um,
0: Camp Springs. Um, It's funny because I don't know uh, Petey personally But uh, he graduated from the same High school I graduated from My oldest friend, his younger brother I remember he mentioned Petey a long Time ago He was like "Um, This this was before I started training but he knew You know I watched him in May And I remember he came over for a fight night once And he, he was talking about Petey He was like yeah th- you know This, this uh, guy I graduated with Petey like he wrestled, and in you know at this time I think he might have uh, done a couple of Shogun fights at that point. Yes, but, you know, he was. He was like, yeah, you know, you got to check him out one day. And then, sure enough, you know, as I signed up, start training, we, you know, went to uh Shogun fights. I think PD was on the card, and I was like, you know, I text my buddy. He was like, yo, where's Brett? Let Brett know, like, you know, PD's up next. You know, Uh so it's always that 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 bigger connection. So that's good. Um and yeah, like down at Camp Springs, the, yeah, they they like I see the training sessions down there and I'm just like Ugh, that's like this here is a hobby for me. That there's a lifestyle for them. And it is like but you know they the champions come out of there. So <laughs> you know, that you know there it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy man, because uh, it's the mindset like in the military was taught that your training has to be more difficult than actual combat. You had to bring it as close to the real thing as possible, and you had to make it almost as, as if there's no way of winning it. No matter what your victories are, you still going to have something to come, and it's going to be relentless so that by the time you reach combat it's like i'm i'm just a 12th grader in a in the sandbox with kindergartners
0: yeah <laughs> so that, that's and, a good comparison yeah
1: <laughs> so um, i mean um yes yeah, uh, all of that stuff is
0: is um it's hot paced gotcha um It's funny. I I put up a post on Instagram today that kind of connects to what you just said there. And as I was putting the post up, uh, let me grab it real quick. I'll I'll read it out. Um, As I was putting the post up, I'm sitting there thinking myself, man, I'm about to like, I'm opening myself up to a lot of negative comments. I know I am. But whatever it has to be said, Um, the original post came from uh, it, it was a meme. Looks like it came from um, Alliance Jiu Jitsu um, at East Lake. They put it on their Instagram, and I saw it. And it was basically the saying goes: Every man alive needs to go to a boxing gym. It's important to understand that you don't know shit about fighting. This will make you think twice about getting in stupid fights in real life. It could possibly save your life. Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu, Wrestling, MMA, all works as well. Uh, something that has live sparring, a live sparring component. period. and you know, thinking about, you know, that, that training room down there. Yeah. They, they train hard. Um, and, and that training kind of just think about that post that was put up, uh, you know, it's kind of embodied in that because, you know, you, you can go out and train and, and you learn a technique, but if you don't have live sparring, and, and even more so than just live strong. if you don't, if you're not going up against, you know, tough opponents in your, in your training environment, you know, iron sharpens iron, right. You know, it, it, it's almost like, you know, you don't, you're not going to get the feeling of being tested. Um, surprisingly, there are a lot of positive comments. The very first comment was a relatively negative comment, but it, it was talked out, but, um, yeah, Absolutely. You, you know, when you're training with savages, it, it's gonna, you know, turn you into a savage.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I
0: agree. Like, um,
1: the the environment, the environment plays a big, a big important role. And um, I, I just know that like, even even in the military, the bottom feeders <laughs> that's that's uh the bottom feeders in those those high pace mo- high pace units, when they go to another unit that doesn't um have have the uh, accolades or, or the type of missions, when those people, those bottom feeders show up in those units, they become superstars. You know? Um so like <laughs> yeah, it's is important to be in that in, in that in that situation, even if you had to had to fight have your place submit your place you know if okay. nobody knows your name that's that's <laughs> there's something wrong right there you know okay. you, you're
0: not doing enough so um you know no i, I agree it's like if, if you go into a train environment you know you you wanna you know you don't want to be the guy that goes under the radar you know you don't want to you know not be seen because you miss opportunities You know, You know, be undeniable You get in there, they can't deny who you are They can't deny that you deserve a place So, you know that That's in all training environments Whether it be um, On the basketball team, football team, wrestling team Jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and MMA Straight MMA gym, all of it You know you know, the lowest guy on that totem pole You know, hopefully you're that guy That's working your way up that pole as well To make sure that, you know you know, you're getting your place at the table, so I hear you now. For you, I know we've talked about um, you know, after class and everything, just you know, competing and things like that. Uh, have you competed yet with uh 88, or you know, you're still kind of uh, getting yes. your foot in there? Yes, yes, I have. Um, I competed in um, the The
1: grappling industries, and I've also competed in a couple of IBJJF on the world out in out in Vegas. First year, I got second place in the ultra heavy, and the second year, I won my match. Um, I won it flawlessly. No, no points scored against me, but still, I mean that's that's a loss for me because um, I had to forfeit. I had I had won the match. And Coach Keith, he said it was 11 to zero. I seen eight to zero. But two minutes left in the match, I had um tore my patella, not my patella tendon. It was the quadricep tendon. Thought I was going to be able to do some Mr. Miyagi stuff, <laughs> you know, rub my hands together, put it on my knee, and then show up five minutes later for the next match. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to sit this one out because I want to have longevity. And actually going up in rank, not for the recognition of the the rank, but the acquisition of actual skill, you know, which is what I was always, always coming for. You know, I'm, I'm a martial artist. I call myself a martial disciple. So I'm going to be doing this as long as I can I can move. And if I bust my body up. Then that's going to that's going to uh, shorten my my life term and martial arts as a whole, so,
0: and that's the thing. It's like you could you can go out there. You, maybe you could have gone out there. Maybe you could have won, but you know, like you said, it, it it then shortens your lifespan. Yeah, sure, you'll get the reputation for being you know the toughest guy out there at the tournament that day, but the, you know, there's no trophy for that. You know, there's no right. trophy you know for saying you know you know you're the toughest dude. You know, now you got to sit out for eighteen months. While you heal, so I, I think you made the right call. So yeah,
1: that's not a, that's not an option for me, especially at the age I'm um, I'm going to be turning forty this year, and I've always always been in a position or um um environments where I was always the the youngest one, and I was I was always an active person from from a young age. Even in in the military, I was the youngest one, you know. So I could go all day. And, um, all these years I've been spending, just sparring with Shelton, Shelton, uh, Shelton Grayson and, and, and moving around with Peter. I asked him, I was like, Hey, um, y'all, y'all should be black belts by now. Like, and we, we, we moving around in shorts, you know? <laughs> so when they said, no, nah, no, nah, we're not black belts. I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to, uh. Just start, start here. It's never too late. And Lloyd Irvin just said, he says, stop the BJJ bitch ass. And so I, I, read his book, and um, I also <laughs> was trying to get his book years ago. And he said he came out, came out with print, sold it, and then took it off, took it off print, and it finally came back out. And I read, uh, I got the book, and read it. I was like, I'm, I'm starting now. And then COVID hit.
0: I was like, dang. Oh man, but you know, that's that's the thing too. It's like, like you're saying with you know, um, age and everything. You know, approaching forty, and I I think that's a interesting thing about. But I always say this about you know just being forty today versus being forty back in two thousand. You know being 40 back in 2000, you know, it's a whole different game. You know, you don't get 40 year olds, you know, starting up martial arts and, and, and really, really pursuing, you know, that, that dream and that life, you know, it's like back, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, when you turn 40, you know, you're like, man, you know, it's time for a hip replacement or, you know, you, you see the occasional NFL or NBA player, you know, just winding down and, you know, here we are kind of, you know, just kind of really getting our groove into the game. Yeah. Um. You know, but but having that approach and understanding, no one's like, look, you know, either you're about it or you're not. You can't you can't be halfway in. Right. Right. I agree. Um, so um, like where are you at now in terms of, you know, getting back into the competition uh, on the competition trail? because you know when when you come in and train you know you, you see the activeness you you know you see like you know and, and even still at our level we're still learning you know we're, we're, there's you know no shortage of knowledge available for us but um you know when it comes to things that you've acquired lately um where are you standing in terms of getting back out there and competing anytime soon oh yes um I got my eye on a naga always wanted to do that one
1: (laughs) but um i missed last year um it was it was just bad timing because last year i was sick i had a i had a stomach virus and then i think i had i had the flu or something that was two i got sick two times and then um yeah (laughs) that just kept me out and then by the time that time came around when the nagas came around i was like Dang, I just just got back in the gym like two two weeks ago, so I was like, that's not going to be enough time for me to actually be able to do something there or make an impact in in the um in the competition. So I had to forego that, and the only notable competition that I had that year was the IBJJF Worlds in Las Vegas. So, um, this year I haven't been sick. I've been, um, pretty active and I think that, I think that, um, this year is going to be more active than last year. My first year was good, but, um, I think this is going on my third year. Okay. Yeah. My third year. And so this year, I think I'm hoping to get at least four, four or five competitions, End this year, but I'm definitely Dawn Dawninago on the 25th in Philly, if I'm not mistaken. Is it Philly or Yeah,
0: I, I believe it's Philly? Because um, I, I was looking at that too. This is my grandmother's birthday, and I was like, "Oh, huh, okay." Um, I had already taken a bunch of time off prior to, and I was like, mm-hmm. "I want to at least go up there, and be with the team." And I was like, "Maybe not. I might switch some days around, see what I can make happen." but yeah it's uh february 25th up in uh philly for that one
1: yeah so so just to recap uh, i've done grappling industries um yeah I, I i like i like the um the idea behind grappling industries because you could get the experience you could get multiple multiple matches in one day um and you know just gain gain experience you know um yeah, but grappling industries and IBJJF—that's that's all I had this year. But I'm definitely gonna have, um, the Naga uh, Grappling Industries, and of course the IBJJF.
0: I'm I'm always looking for the world championship. Of so. course, um, yeah, it's I, I like the the format for grappling industries. It's kind of you know that round robin. So, this, you know there's nothing worse than. You know, you sign up for a for bracket, you know, IBJJF, you get there and you have that one match. And then it's that's, that's just it. It's just that one match. And if you lose, it's like, oh, even worse. I paid all this. I got out here, you know, because it's like on, on one note of it, it's like, you know, these, these competitions aren't cheap. So it's like going out there, the experience and doing it win or lose, you know. It still counts for something, but you know, you go out there and it's like, oh man, I only had that one match versus grappling industries. So it's like, okay, you lost. That's fine. I can get it back. You know, I got another, you know, a couple matches coming up. That's fine. And then, you know, factor into gi versus no gi. Uh, do you have a preference between uh gi versus no gi with being I mean, a wrestler?
1: My my uh preference to, of course, my preference preference was no gi. <laughs> you know, um, but when I started seeing that, I was having difficulty in doing the transitions and stuff because you know the brakes was being put on by the gi, So I was like, you know what? Let me um, let me focus on the gi Because after that, it's nothing but uh, the only difference is the grips that you have to establish. Um, but you know, as as opposed to like gi versus no gi so i just decided to just focus more on the gi than than no gi because you know that's the no gi i'm comfortable with so i need to go into my my um
0: outside of my comfort zone sure and when i first rolled with you um i remember after we got done rolling um you know we talked and you you know I felt like like as we're we're grappling like your top pressure I was like ah this dude's a wrestler he has to be a wrestler you know regular dudes just don't walk in off the street like this and then we talked it was like oh you're a wrestler and you know it was interesting seeing you in a gi being a wrestler because uh, you know a lot of our wrestlers you know they, they lean towards that no gi class a lot more but I think also there is kind of the feeling of you know whatever class is available gi or no gi you know, you want you want to get in there and learn. But, you know, I appreciate you, you know, stepping out of that comfort zone and getting into the gi. And, you know, on a personal note, I'm a gi guy. So I especially appreciate it because it's like, all right, he's uncomfortable. I know I can get some grips. He's not used to some of these grips. So it, this gives me a little <laughs> bit of breathing room for, for the moment. Uh, but, you know, as, as time has been going on, it's like each time I got something for you you found a way to shut it down. I'm just like, man, I just got to wait for this dude to, to tire out. Hopefully and at that point, even I'm tired. So, but Hey, I'm a fan, a fan of, you know, just that hard work that you put into it. Like, like I said, stepping out of that comfort zone and, and going into the gi classes, grappling is grappling at the end of the day. Yeah.
1: Yes, most definitely. Um, I mean, I have, little, little experience with Judo. Um, this is like over the years, um, hmm. master, master, uh, Butch and master Mike Vieta. They, they have, you know, of course they, they USA Judo, Judo coaches. And one of my friends, his, his daughter is a national champion. She's a Brown belt in Judo. Um, so like I was able to pick things up here and there, but not really establish a, a great base with it. I just took whatever I took whatever I needed to fit whatever whatever I was doing. And even like I said, um, with martial arts, I, I still still is active in martial arts, kickboxing karate or whatnot, and decided to put that on a back burner, but occasionally I keep it keep it sharp. And then of course, you know that's that's my that's my my um, that's my experience when it comes to the gear. And then of course, uniforms, knowing how to use uniforms to choke choke a person out <laughs> with um, cargo tops, using <laughs> using the, using the uh, sleeves of your cargo top to um, to lock in a choke. I didn't know it was called an Ezekiel choke, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it, the, when, when you start getting into, you know, v- like very specific jokes when it comes to, you know, just using lapels, period. Um, I, I was rolling yesterday and, and got caught. And it was like, and, you know, I, I was helpless. Uh, you know, I saw him pulling my lapel out. He's got me pinned. I was just like, okay. Like, I already know what's coming. So. But then again, taking from that, you learn. It's like, all right, so he just choked me with my own own uh, lapel. <laughs> so now I got to figure out how not to let that happen again, and then maybe even do it to someone else. Um, so you know, with the um, entry into you know the uh, upcoming Naga for you, because you said you want to you want to get uh four competitions at least under your belt for, for this year. Um, and Naga's right around the corner. Um, are you, you thinking, uh, you know, some of the bigger things coming up like out in Vegas and things like that again, like going to worlds? Of course. Of course.
1: (laughs) There's no question about that.
0: Uh,
1: um, I do, I do uh, consider myself a competitor. I mean, I'm a old, I'm an older person. (laughs) <laughs> I can't compete as much as I used to, but, um, when, when I was younger, but yeah, I definitely had my own worlds. I'm not, I'm not missing that for anything. Um, and, and of course I've lucked out too. I'll just throw this in there too, that my first team leader, when I got to my combat unit and the third of the five pressured infantry, his name's, uh, uh, Jason Woodson and, um, he showed me the ropes, and he showed me the ropes hard. And like years and years later, it's like we we're broken records. We talk the same. We think the same. You know, being in that type of um, that type of environment, that culture, the military culture, it, it's a competitive in, uh, competitive culture. He was seven. He was nineteen. I was seventeen. I was the baby. Everybody was my big brother. You know, everybody was my my older brother so um is is a, a situation there that even though we've spent years and years apart we've we've trained in that combat unit i went to combat and everything and um it's like we've never ever separated from each other It's no awkward no awkward uh getting to know each other uh, again because like i said we spend more time with each other Um, that, that much time with, with somebody, you spend more time with them than you do with your own family. You know, your family's probably already been sleep for a couple of hours by the time you get back and you leave before the sun even comes up. So, um, you get to know a person's character you cannot act or, or, or try to try to put on an act of what your character is. That stuff is going to slip out. If you have something that you're trying to hide. It's going to slip out, and um, and I, I, I truly know him. And as I said, I lucked out because he actually lives in Vegas. So he was like, "Anytime you come to Vegas, man, you don't have to worry about a hotel room or or a rental car." He let me use his, <laughs> he let me use his rental car. I mean, use his car. And he was like, "You want the truck?" Ah, but it's it's just that like, um. So that's a good thing. I'm definitely doing Vegas and it's, it's definitely going to save me money when when that comes around because of that. So um, in short, you said, do I have my eye on Vegas? Yes, I do. I'm definitely going to be doing Vegas this year and every year that I can.
0: <laughs> nice. With wrestling now, um, how, how um, much of a role does that play um, Justin you're grappling now in terms of what you're learning on the jiu-jitsu mats like um is it kind of a when you come into jiu-jitsu you kind of put your wrestling base to the back seat to absorb all the new jiu-jitsu info or do you kind of use that that uh, knowledge that you previously had and kind of like mix it into what you're learning and try to find a comparison between the two. So that way you can meet in the middle.
1: I understand that um, sometimes you can't, can't fully rely on that because then you start neglecting actually having to pick up um, the techniques of that discipline. So it was, it was kind of a a difficult, a difficult um, transition. Trying to trying to figure out where I can fit it in, because I wanted to learn pure, you know, like the pure base of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and not have any holes. Now, don't get me wrong, wrestling is my my bread and butter. Like when I need to win or whatnot, if if it's if it's um if it's competition, I definitely use that wrestling. So that I could get the get the best of a scramble, so I could get into a dominant position, a position of leverage where I can do something. Um, but in the beginning, when I was when I was trying to use my wrestling, I was like like I said, like with the gi, I was kind of caught by surprise. the 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 uh the brakes were put on by the grips that were put on my lapels, my sleeves, you know, my pant leg you know everything so that first year that first year i had to to really really uh try to find out how to get around that how to break those grips and stuff like that how to break the grips on my on my gi so that i could continue to transition and then year 2 um i'm focusing on my transitions um because i got the i got the bri- grip breaks and focusing on the transitions, the passes, and then of course, you know, transitions immediately into a submission, but, um, I'm I'm still, still building on that, but you know, um, as far as that, like, that's, that's, that's what I've been, uh, doing.
0: I'm always curious whenever, you know, I meet any, any wrestler, you know, and they come into jujitsu, I'm always curious to. You know, know and try to understand, you know, how much of what you previously known, you know, really, really carries over. Or again, you know, as I say, like, do you just kind of wipe the slate and say, OK, I know it's my back pocket, but let me absorb what's here first. Because um, you, you see a lot of dudes, they they can't let go that the wrestler and, you know, eventually they find a way to make it all kind of mixed together. But you can tell a lot of dudes like that's a wrestler through and through. Yes. Um and, and just just to reiterate, like, um, I did have
1: to uh try hard to put wrestling away. But as I got past those past those roadblocks, the grips, then um, you know, try to try to push wrestling back in there, you know, have my cup, have my cup full, but sit that cup off to the side and start filling filling another one as Somebody told me years ago, uh, Raymond Mott Sr., <laughs> he's like, don't don't throw away what you know. Just take that cup, set it off to the side for a while and start filling your cup. And then you can get a bigger cup and pour both of them in, you know, see where it fits.
0: So I like that. So you are uh, you still coach wrestling uh, currently or are you just completely uh, – all in on uh, jujitsu and not really dabbling over on the other side right now.
1: I'm I'm not. Um, I, occasionally I would go and um and visit visit people, and sometimes they might have me come in and and um, you know, help give give assistance, and I I do that. But as far as like um a heavy role in coaching, no, I've I've been focusing on. Was in jiu-jitsu like this is this <laughs> this, is, this is my time like when, when you when you're doing a lot of um when you're doing something as far as that it will take more time away from you being able to compete and actually learn now it'll be a different thing if i was at the at the the um the level of skill where i was coaching Present jitsu <laughs> just to, just as an example, it makes you better in that discipline because now you can see the te- technical aspect from the outside, and um, it, it makes you a better, it makes you better at your your own technique because you you recognize where the technique works, and where it can fail. But um, me doing me coaching wrestling right now, I I, I have the 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 knowledge. And the points of performance for wrestling, to be able to coach it, especially the fundamentals, because that's what that's what the high level, high level wrestling is doing in college. They're using the fundamentals. They don't use anything flashy, it's all re- is always built on the fundamentals. But um as far as like taking time to coach the drill those fundamentals in to somebody. And to a whole team, it's going to take a long time away from <laughs> what I'm trying to do at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So I'm, I'm focused on um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I'm I'm more so in a help role, in, in a small help role when it comes to um, wrestling or, you know, even even karate or kickboxing.
0: Okay. All right. I mean, I'd like to hear that, you know, it's like with Jiu-Jitsu, it's like you're all in. It's like everything's here. So... That's good. I mean, you know, that's, you know, a great attitude to have, you know, versus, you know, kind of the, I I had a friend uh, at a party and their boyfriend, like, I I think she's married to him now, but I guess her husband now, but, you know, they're like, go talk to Dante. He does jujitsu and he's the super fit guy. You know, you can tell he, you know, he runs, he lifts, he does, you know, all athletic stuff. I was like, yeah, I was thinking about picking up jujitsu just kind of as a, you know, an extra something to work out with, you know, stop in every three weeks or so. And I was like, um, you could do that, but I don't think it's going to be beneficial to just stop in to do jujitsu once every three weeks Because number one. What will possibly happen is you're going to enjoy it so much. You're going to want to go more and more, or you're going to go in there and get, get your ass kicked and you don't want that to happen. So then you're going to go more and more so you can learn how not to get your ass kicked or you're going to go in there and it's like, Whoa, wait a minute. This isn't, you know, CrossFit and it's not to poke fun at CrossFitters or anything, but you know, this isn't something I could just, you know, this is a whole lot different. This is full on combat, you know, like I'm getting neon belly and then I'm getting, choked unconscious and and i'm getting inverted so this isn't a once every every couple weeks type of activity this is a you know multiple times a week if, if you're really into it and um hearing that that's you know your dedication level you know it's not a shocker just hearing you know where you've come from you know with the you know the military background especially you know you're a grinder so definitely definitely uh, see that and appreciate you as a teammate too So you know yeah, for I appreciate that you too <laughs> So I guess uh, You know as as we're kind of um, Getting to the, the Wrap up point here Because I know um, you, You've got stuff on your end in the background So I didn't want to keep you too too long um, But um, You know I guess the last question I want to throw out there What do you uh, know now that you wish You'd known then
1: Man, it's, it's, it's a lot It's
0: a lot
1: that i, that I uh, don't know but um i would say i would say um being more aware of um man this is tough <laughs> because there's so much that I don't know about um too um even though I've dib, dibbed in dad I, I think oh yeah well this is what it is all right so not to not to get caught up on trying to learn every move um trying to trying to collect every move and trying to try to study it as if I mean study every move that you come across as if it's absolutely necessary to know each one because it takes time away from you being able to capitalize on your strength for that position and, and those transitions. So it's more so um it's more so not being a collector of a bigger library. Buy more books and put more books in that library because it's going to take you all year to read them. <laughs> all year to read all of the books. Just buy the ones that are relevant to your um your professional development and just focus on that. So um yeah. Just um just not focusing on the next big flashy thing or saying that everything that you learn is is going to be be necessary and um and just just get good at those those uh those small pieces just like I was told in wrestling. You don't you don't need to be a you don't need to master all ten moves. What you what you need to do is after you learn those ten, you pick two or three of them and get real good at them. You add them in later. So uh, I made that mistake um, starting starting, and that's, that's uh, I honestly believe that's why why I'm taking so long right now. But the journey's great. Um, I don't care how long it takes. I'm going to be doing this for as long as I'm living, as long as I can move. And um, yeah, yep. to answer your question, don't be a collector of um techniques. Just go ahead and master, master a good few that you're good with and learn how to funnel it and tailor your game towards
0: it. Nice, nice. I, I like that answer because I'm guilty of that in the beginning. And I, honestly doing this for as long as I've been doing it, I'm still kind of guilty of it. So, you know, something to put into the notebook and try to keep that in mind. All right. Well, John, thank you for doing this, man. Thank you for sharing your time and sharing your, your experience and your story with us. Um, before we get out of here, you have any shout outs or mentions that you want to drop? Well. Yep. <laughs> most definitely
1: um I'm definitely definitely Robert 88 that they, they family you know that's 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 my home um coach coach Julius <laughs> coach Keith coach Vanessa coach Ty coach uh <laughs> coach Sergio coach um <laughs> coach John coach John Johnson um yeah and my my inspiration for martial arts. Uh, Grandmaster Eddie Butcher, uh Def Keto, BCK, um, kickboxing, and um Devin Butcher, who also has his own his own school. He's doing good things for the for the inner city youth in Baltimore. Have his own um, um martial arts academy and whatnot out of Patterson Park right? Um Master Butch Vieta and match, Master Mike Vieta um with Judo. With and yeah, that's um if I missed anybody, charge it to my brain, not my heart.
0: <laughs> All right, man. All right. I got you. I'm gonna uh, put those in the show notes as well. Um so appreciate it. And as always to everyone listening, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate the support appreciate that you know y'all giving your time and listening to this show this dude sitting here in his basement right now with action figures surrounding him and y'all y'all choose to listen to me so thank you and it's not just me you know y'all you all listen to the guests that we have on here because without the guests this show nobody want to sit here and listen to me talk for 45 minutes so you know thank you to the guests as well um if y'all have any questions, concerns, criticisms, always feel free to reach out to me. You can find me at bjj.wiki on Instagram. I can also be found at Off The Mats Podcast on Instagram. I'm all over Instagram, so you're going you're gonna to definitely find me on one way or the other. I um, want to also give a uh, big shout out to our gym that we train at, Crazy 88. Um, we, we, you know, we train out in Elkridge. But uh, 88, you know, we got a few locations out here in Maryland. So a big shout out to Crazy 88 uh, for sure. Um, I also want to um, drop a mention as if you're following me on Instagram, you've probably seen the posts uh, that I've been putting up lately for uh, Matt Kemper. Uh, he's a gentleman who has been missing uh, at this point, you know we're beyond two weeks. Um, so if you're following me on Instagram, go check that out. Um, uh, find Matt Kemper at Find Matt Kemper, and um his his sister, I'm also uh, Hybrid Hiller on Instagram as well. She she's been putting up a lot of information. If you all can uh, you know repost, reshare, uh, put the word out there. I know he went missing out in Vegas um you know and i know we're out here on the east coast of maryland so i I mentioned to a sister i'm not sure what i can do um just you know because where i am i don't think you know but i'm more than happy to put the word out there and hopefully you know the following here helps out if they can so um definitely uh you know put the word out keep an eye out whatever every little bit counts um Otherwise, again, thank you, everyone. We appreciate you, and and love you all. You guys keep listening to the show, and we're gonna keep making them. Thanks, everyone, and bye. for Now let me sing a song.